So hi everyone, I'm Andrew Dobe. This is Lewis Phillips over here. And also today we have um, Keenan Erwin, who's our brand manager from Made Brave with us today. Uh, welcome to our very first live episode of Just a Chat With. With everything that's going on just now with COVID, it's likely, um, obviously, that we're going to start using this format for the next wee while. Um, and we're also going to be looking into streaming across different platforms. So if you have live notifications turned off for us, uh, make sure you turn those on. Uh, you can currently follow Just a Chat With on YouTube. Um, it's usually a video podcast, so we post all the videos up on YouTube. Um, it's also We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all the previous episodes on Spotify or Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Last month, uh, we sat down with James Greenfield from Koto Design down in London. Uh, we talked about what it's like to run an agency, team dynamics, culture, and of course, we talked about branding. It's kind of what we like to do around here. Um, it was a phenomenal episode and it's had loads of downloads so far. So if you haven't checked it out, go and check it out um, after this. Um, if, if, you're, if it's your first time listening or watching, we've also recently had some amazing people on the show, such as brand legend Marty Neumeyer. Uh, we've had Noah Klokek from Pixar and the very, very talented designer Michael Wolfe. Uh, we've also had recently had Gavin Strange from Ardman Animations and uh, James White, aka Signal Noise, uh, who was in our brand new Made Brave studio, which is sadly sitting completely empty at the moment while we all work at home. Um, today, we're here with the fabulous Kate Harris, who is the regional director of NABS, which is a support organization for the advertising and media industry. Uh, and they're based here in the UK. Uh, NAMS is a charity that have been providing its services for over 100 years. Uh, and they now over, su offer support uh, services, masterclasses, and events, all designed to improve the well-being of everyone working in the creative and advertising industries. Kate has worked for over 30 years. Uh, sorry, sorry. It's easy for me to say. <laughs> Kate has over 30 years of experience working in some of London's top ad agencies and has worked with some amazing brands, including Adidas, Porsche, Patek Philippe, and the BBC. And Kate is also the founder of Harris Talent, which is an advertising, design, and marketing recruitment business. Um, once we have finished the session today, we'll have some Q&A time at the end of this webinar. So if you look down below, uh, down here somewhere, there is a button that says chat. There is also a Q&A button. So if you want to chat, if you want to have any conversation in the session, just pop that into the chat box. If you have any questions for either myself, Lewis, Keenan, or Kate anywhere along the show, um, please just pop those questions in. You'll be able to up vote those questions and then Kieran is facilitate uh, answering those some of those questions at the end of the session as well. So Kate, first of all, thanks for being here. I think uh, Lewis is going to kick, kick off, off with the first couple of questions. Hi Kate. Um, so first things first, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and then um, how you got into the advertising industry? Yes, um, I don't really like talking about myself very much, but I suppose it's pertinent. Um, so yeah, I started in advertising in the mid 80s, which was really good fun. Um, you probably weren't, no, I'm sure you weren't even born at that point. <laughs> um, so I worked in advertising in London for many years, as um, Andrea's already said, for some of the best agencies. I worked on some fantastic campaigns and I had a ball. I worked really, really hard, but I'd always been involved with NABs at a very low key level, as um, we used to call them NABs reps, so the representative for each agency um, uh, that I worked in. And after about, oh my goodness, I can't think how many years, probably about 15 to 18 years working in agencies, I kind of got to the point where I 
didn't really want to do it anymore. I loved advertising. I thought it was a really interesting world, but I was an account handler and I didn't really want to do that anymore. Fortunately, um, I was headhunted to um, run NAVS and I thought, wow, this feels like fate because it was still involved sorry it was still very much a part of the industry but there was a massive job to do because NABS at that point even though it was a very well-known brand it was a bit kind of fusty dusty old-fashioned and misunderstood I think so it was a big challenge for me which I grabbed with both hands does that help <laughs> yeah no absolutely I mean you mentioned you were in kind of account management client services what, what kind of roles did you have and um, how did you find them well, I started, I started actually as a, as a secretary and I worked very, very hard. Um, I've got some very funny stories to tell about that, but not for this broadcast. Um, but think about Mad Men and it was a bit like that for me. It was great fun. Um, but I was, I was, the first role I had that was non-secretarial was new business manager because I think my boss at the time thought that I was quite good with clients and was quite persuasive and that I understood the advertising process so could probably sell an agency quite well. I did that for a couple of years. And then my, my next boss, all at the same agency, I have to say, I was at this agency called KHBB for 10 years, uh, thought, no, you're wasted doing that. You should be in front of clients all the time. You're good at relationships. Um, I said I don't like talking about myself, but that's what he said. So I became an account manager and um, just worked my way up and eventually I ended up as an account director at Ligas Delaney, which was uh, where I was for four years, which is where I worked on some of my best things, including um, the BBC and Adidas. Working with a, a creative um, powerhouse uh, like Tim Delaney was extremely challenging. I was terrified of him, but actually everybody was. The stories about him, him reducing um, men and women to tears in the account management department are absolutely true, but actually he's a really lovely man and just really cared about the work. Um, and that, I think that rubbed, up on, rubbed off on me and, and made me a lot better at my job. Um, and I was there for about four years and then I went to another small agency called Mellors Ray, which then merged with Gray. And I was put on the board at Gray. I have no idea why, because I didn't really do anything. Um, and I didn't like it at Grey, no dis disrespect to Grey, but it was a very big corporate agency and that really doesn't, didn't suit my kind of personality and my skill set. So I was just thinking, well, what shall I do? And, and as I say, then the call came to, um, to go and run NABS. So um, can, you, can you tell us maybe a little bit about NABS and um, what, the, the, what the purpose behind it is? Absolutely. So NABS is, is the charity for the advertising media industry included in that is branding design we also help people on the client side it's been going as andrew as you said andrew for over 100 years it was set up over 100 years ago when there was no welfare state so it was about supporting people who really had nowhere else to turn but as the industry has grown and changed so as nabs and all the stuff that we do now um, is comes from the same place but it's changed because we have to deliver what the industry needs and for the last few years we've been focusing a lot on supporting everybody's well-being and trying to do stuff that's more preventative rather than the stuff that we've always done which is help people in crisis we still do that but we're really trying to do is stop people from getting to that point so our positioning is all about supporting um, and championing the well-being of everybody in the industry and helping everybody as individuals to thrive and therefore for businesses to thrive that's really our purpose Amazing. Could you talk us through a bit um, of the kinds of support that NABS offers at the moment for people who might not know? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, some of the things that we do, we have one of the most important things for people to take out of today is our advice line. It's free to use. It's completely confidential. Confidentiality is really important. I think if you have a problem, it's human nature to be scared about sharing it with somebody. So you can share anything with us. Um, and it's completely confidential. The people who um, work on the advice line are fantastic. We have a big team of people all based in London, but that's no barrier to anything. Things are the same all over the country, particularly at the moment. Um, and they can help you with anything from um, retraining to emotional uh, support to financial advice and assistance, any, any kind of problem that you might encounter in your working life or even your personal life from bereavement counselling, helping people who are in abusive relationships, just about anything at all. If we don't know the answer, we'll find someone who does, and we work with a lot of experts who might be better in certain fields than we are. But we help people through redundancy, um, and this at this time, uh, we're not talking about redundancy, but a lot of people are talking about furloughing staff. We help people understand what that means. We'll help employers understand things like that and understand what might be the best course of action for them. So we're supporting individuals from the top to the bottom, if I can call it that. Um, on the advice line as well, I mean, that is your first port of call with NAVS. Pick up the phone and speak to somebody and they will say, what is it that you need? What is, it you're, what is the problem that you feel that you're suffering with at the moment? What is it you think you need help with? And we will find the right person for them to talk to and the right solution to that problem. It could be a grant, um, a financial grant for somebody who is in, in serious, um, serious straits, but it may not be that. It could be we, um, we have a very good relationship with Google, for example, and they offer subsidised um, places on their Google Squared course. So for somebody who maybe is in their later years in in the industry who hasn't been born and brought up like me in the digital age we can help retrain them and then give them their best shot at getting a new job which is what we're always trying to do is just trying to improve the fortunes of people and just improve improve people's lives in whichever way makes the most sense um, so that that's a kind of a broad, broad brushstroke but as Andrew mentioned in his introduction we're also doing new things now like we do masterclasses and one of the ones that we started with was um, one called building resilience to pressure and as you can imagine right now that's something that people really need because actually the resilience to pressure course as it was is probably more more relevant because finding your way through what's happening in the moment you need bucket loads of resilience and you can get so much of that from yourself from your own reserves from your partner from your family and from your friends but also from your work colleagues but sometimes if you're feeling a little low and not feeling as strong as you'd like to be it's easier for you to talk to somebody who you're not directly working with or involved with and this is where the advice line comes in and we can really help with that so masterclasses are now we were doing this anyway, we were planning to be much more digital in the delivery of our services, but we've had to ramp up our efforts to make this happen more quickly with um, coronavirus. Um, so now all our masterclasses are accessible online. Just go to the NABS website um, and all the details on all of those, all the dates and lots of other things you can have access to on all our social channels on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We do talks from inspirational people in the industry um, on various subjects, not all to do with well-being, but, but sometimes to do with creativity like Sir John Hegarty did one for us in Manchester last year. I'm going to have a sip of water. This is what happens when I talk too much. <laughs> Ask me another question. 
Sorry, Liz, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Oh, oh sorry, Liz. <laughs> you go. You're cool. You're... All right, yeah, you go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just actually before I forget okay, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in yeah no I, I think well, <laughs> yeah. I want to just I want to just to say one other thing which is really important and I know you're going to ask me more questions to stop me from forgetting things sure. but one is um, that we offer coaching now so one-to-one -one coaching and it's not just about careers it is about helping you through situations like this you can do that via Skype you can do it over the telephone and you just book in um, via our website so anybody um, can access that and I should say as well about NABS I said it was a charity so all the work that we do is is dependent on funds coming from within the industry it is the industry charity we don't get any support from government or anywhere else um, so if you work in this industry you have access to NABS and it is absolutely free for you even if you haven't given a penny to NABS in the past we won't turn you away it's there for you yeah, and, and and you know, I think was, the reason we wanted to have this session today was, you know, obviously we usually use this 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 podcast um, to talk about brand and creativity, but obviously in light of COVID and all the challenges that that's brought, um, you know, you know, we're big fans of NABS, and and for me, you know, it, it's important that we get that message out to let people know that the support is there for them, you know, um, as agency owners. You know, Lewis and I, you know, we, we, we get, went through a lot of the stages that everyone's going through right now of, you know, fear and kind of panic and, and, you know, worry and anxiety. And, you know, often if you've got a team, that can be, that can be, um, it's great because you've got a team around us. And, and I know at Made Brave and Campfire, we've kind of, you know, we've got a really strong team and, and, and I've got that support network. But, you know, we, we, we've been um, on LinkedIn, we've created a support network for freelancers because there's a lot of freelancers right now whose work has dried up. And, and they don't maybe have a wider team and they don't have that support. And I think it's important if you're listening right now and, and, and you're in that category that you understand that, you know, if you just need, if you just need someone to talk to, to ask advice, that's what NABs are there for. That's also what the group that we've set up on LinkedIn is there for. It's to give a, a wider group so that you, you have support and, and not to be scared to, to, to say if you're struggling, you know, I, I've struggled, you know, quite a few times over the last few weeks as we adapt. Um, you know, we're trying to look after large teams and, you know, um, much like you spoke about Kate as well, we're trying to get our heads around furlough and what that means and what that means to people um, as well. So, you know, I think for for anyone listening, um, you know, don't be scared to talk. Don't be scared to reach out. And and, and NABS is maybe that nice um, sort of easy phone call that someone you, you you don't necessarily know that they might be able to point you in the direction um, of of some help. Thank you for that, Andrew. I I'd say as well. I mean, I I don't mind. I don't mind admitting that I've found it difficult for the last couple of weeks. I'm actually really lucky because I I'm used to working from home, and my husband and I are both working from home and we've both done that for quite a few years so that's not been a big shift for us um, and we live in a beautiful place the countryside is literally just just there on the doorstep so we can get out into the fresh air and we're very very lucky but I still suffered um, I'm, I'm all right now I don't know how I've picked myself up I think one of the things I did was my, I spoke to my mum who is amazing she's 89 and has been self-isolating for four weeks now but she's remarkably resilient and jolly and makes me laugh every day but she said just reach down into yourself and try and remember those bits of you that are really creative because and my husband will say this about me as well I spend too much time working and I do need a creative outlet and I think what happens is you get so caught up on that bloody hamster wheel sorry I saw but you forget 
that those things are really important and actually they can make you better at your day job if you allow yourself to just step back and not think about work for a little while and actually now is the time when probably a lot of us can do that and I think it's really worthwhile I think it's it's a really good time to just stop and breathe and think about what really makes you tick and just do something just do something different and and don't feel guilty about the fact that you're not working at 100% None of us probably can right now, and it's fine because we just need to look after our well-being. Yeah. Have you got any practical tips for you know for people that you know, maybe feel like they are struggling right now, and you know they're, they're they're struggling to maybe create that routine at home, or they're they're struggling to to, to not feel anxious at any point, you know? Because I, I, I you know I know again speaking for myself, you know that anxiety creeps in again, and you can kind of focus and focus there. How do you do? You have any practical advice on how to how to find some time for that creativity, or or how to structure your day? That you know any any sort of top tips for anyone? Well, I think. The first thing I would say, and it's an obvious one, is, is if you are feeling anxious, you should you should talk about it to somebody, somebody who you trust. And that could well be NABS, um, because we, we are taking a lot of calls like that at the moment. And we do have a lot of practical advice that we can give. So please, actually, that there is a lot of that online as well. If you go to the NABS website, have a look on there, because we've done some specific work on this. Um, I'm thinking about working parents as well. I mean, I'm not a mother, but I'm thinking, crikey, there's working parents out there with, you know, two three four children and two parents working at home possibly in a very small environment that must be incredibly difficult we've actually just done we've done something on with bite if you look up bite um b-i-t-e um we've done a really good kind of blog type thing on on working parents and giving some really good advice from three or four of the people who are on the nabs team who are working parents and what they're doing and a lot of that is about routine but again it, it it's the guilt thing as well. Don't feel guilty about thinking, right, I've got to get up at six. I've got to go for a run. I've got to be at my desk at eight o'clock. Well, maybe some days you don't want to do that. And that's absolutely fine. I think an element of routine is really good. I think it's, again, it's obvious. I'm no expert here. I'm just a person working in the industry. But I think, I think get up at a reasonable hour. Don't loll about in bed because you, you, it's not good for you. Try and do some exercise get dressed even if you're just in your scruffs or your or your running gear whatever it is that do that talk to people um and yeah maybe set aside an hour or two every day whether it's during the day or in the evening when you just do something for yourself whatever that whatever that that might be and if there's something if there's something back there that you thought i've always wanted to do that just do it and you know there's a lot of inspiration isn't there on facebook from people who are doing just that um, he probably got better ideas than I have actually, but please do go onto the NAVS website because there's a lot of practical advice and tips on there. And I will always say as well, which everybody is doing at the moment, follow the government advice as well, um, just to be practical for a minute, because that's what's going to get us all out of this, hopefully. I'd be interested to know, um, you know, given that you're kind of specialist in the advertising production, you know, kind of media industries, like, do you think they're particularly challenging places to work and, and what kind of you know, bad habits or cultures <laughs> do you think exist in the industry that maybe doesn't so much in others? Oh, that's a very big question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my experience of advertising is it, it, it was a great industry. Oh, I'm still in it. It is a great industry to work in. I think, I don't know, broadly, I mean, I, when I came to um, Made Brave earlier in the year, I thought, what a fantastic environment. And you're all really lovely and friendly and 
creative and obviously really love what you do. So I think in, in lots of ways, I think we're very privileged to work in this industry. I think, you know, you, you learn about lots of different businesses that if you just worked in one business, you wouldn't actually get the chance to learn about. And you, you're really learning at the sharp end as well, aren't you? Which is quite exciting. But then when, when bad things happen, saying coronavirus is a bad thing is an understatement, but let's say, you know, when we had the recession, the last big recession that we had, I think we all know that marketing budgets are the first ones to go, aren't they? And then the corollary to that is we lose our jobs, which is where NABS comes in. It's not all about that, as you know. So I do think it can be a very difficult, it's a great industry to work in, but it can be a very difficult industry to work in. And that therefore, things like learning how to be more resilient, I think, are incredibly important. Um, but also have fun. You know, it's, it's, it's fun. It should be fun. Um, hard work and good fun, you know, they don't, they don't always go hand in hand, but I don't see why they shouldn't. Yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned just try to find some time for yourself. And, you know, there's some benefits out of this that, you know, for, 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 for those of us that travel a lot or work many hours where, you know, I know myself and Keenan here are, we're getting to spend more time with our families or our kids. Um, so, you know, I think it's trying to, to, to focus on that and some of those benefits as well. You know, um, I, I've, I've tried to blend the, doing both of those and the creativity. I just started a new TikTok channel with my son, Finlay. He's eight. Um, so I've kind of found that that's given me that um, a little bit of positive focus to look to look forward to like after the working day ends that you know me and him are kind of figuring out what we're going to come up with um, for our new TikTok and that gives me the added benefit of learning the platform for all my clients and uh, <laughs> uh, and then I suppose the rest of our team as well so I'm doing some research as well um, now um, Kate I suppose NABS is based in the UK we have a lot of listeners um, on this podcast that are international and everyone over the whole planet is kind of really going through a lot of the same challenges right now and um, a, a lot of the same um, trouble. Um, so do, do you have any recommendations for organizations outside of the UK or people that offer similar services that, you know, people can kind of check in on? Okay. Uh, I can't really recommend anybody and that's not because I think everybody else isn't very good. <laughs> um, it's not, it's not really something that we know too much about because we have to focus on the UK and there's, believe me, enough to do in this environment right now, especially. I know that actually there is a NABS in Canada, bizarrely. So if anyone wants to look that one up, that's interesting. Um, they've been going for a very long time. There are, remember in our country, we've got the DBA, we've got the IPA, we've got all sorts of, um, we've got the Advertising Association, we've got all sorts of other um, trade associations that are very helpful as well so I think what I would suggest is for anybody who is not in the UK is to get in touch with the local advertising association or marketing society or, or equivalent and just ask them um, for, for their support and advice on, on that and, and to refer them to anybody who might be able to help them in the same way as NABS and if anyone's got any interesting information that comes from those um, queries please let me know because I'd be very, very interested to know what other other people are doing around around the world too um, I have to say that I think you know I feel very proud to be involved with NABS and I think as an industry we should be really proud that we care enough about our people to have this charity I'm not sure it exists anywhere else um, if it does as I said I'd love to hear about it this is always the hardest thing me and Lewis <laughs> never know going to answer the next ask the next question we always look at each other it's much easier when you're together as well because you can kind of point point at each other but uh, Lewis jump in I was just going to ask how you know individuals or companies can su support NABS you know like how, how can people get involved 
Um, thank you very much for asking that question. There are lots of ways that you can involve, get involved um, which don't involve um, money. I'll come on to that in a minute, but that's obviously quite a difficult issue at the moment. There are things that you can do, like for example, um, lovely Andrew here has just very kindly agreed to join um, our Glasgow uh, NABS committee. Thank you, Andrew. Um, we'll be sending a, a press release on, about that later on this week. Um, so you can, if you're interested in joining one of our committees, you can get in touch with me. You can also offer some time to be a mentor for NABS. We'd offer a one-to-one -one mentoring scheme via our, we call it our 100 Club because we launched it um, at our centenary. So again, contact me if you want to know more about that. And in every um, business throughout the industry, throughout the UK, we're asking for people to volunteer to become a NABS ambassador. Um, there could be one, there could be two, there could be three, however many people want to do it. So the NAMS, NABS ambassador becomes the conduit for information. So I don't bombard you with it. Um, and also this person would encourage people to use our services and also um, perhaps organise some small fundraising events for us like cake bakes and things like that. You could be a lot more creative than that, I'm sure. Um, and actually, if... Um, every agency in the UK raised just a hundred quid for us. We'd be plugging the gap that we're currently seeing because we're having to cancel all our fundraising events because we can't have people together. So a very small effort would go a very long way. But talking about, talking about um, supporting, and, and I know that that's a question that sort of flows on from this one um, donations and Andrew and I have talked about this that that you know we're hoping that as um, what we do is um, wider known throughout the industry and people can see the help that we're giving to thousands of people every year year in year out that our reputation will grow and continue to grow and that when things get back to normal let's hope they do um, soon um, people will remember us and give to NABS because as I've said I don't know how long ago in this in this podcast that everything that we do is free but it does cost money you know there there are paid staff 40 paid staff at NABS doing this looking after these people in these many different ways and we do need to fund it so as I say when things get back to normal I'll be knocking on your door with my little bucket asking for some money <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, th thanks for that, Kate. So I just want to open up um, for Q&A for anyone that's listening just now. So um, th there's no questions currently in the, the box, but someone has just popped one in just like that. So uh, Keenan, do you want to read that out for us? And and then anyone else, if you want, if you have anyone else has any questions uh, that you want to field to me, to Lewis, to Kate or Keenan, um, and they don't necessarily need to be about mental health. They can be about mental health or they can be about creativity or um, the subjects that we all know as well. If we can help you out in any way, um, we can use this time just now to, to hopefully um, answer some questions for you. Cool. Uh, can you guys hear me all right? Uh, so this is from Katie. Um, Katie says, hello. As a design student, a way to graduate this year, is there any advice you could give to help ease any worry or anxieties around 2020 graduates um, for you know people that are looking for, for jobs in this economic climate? I guess that could be to anyone, any of you guys. I can jump in first if you want. Um, so I think if you're, you know, if you, yeah, of course it's going to be, a, the market's going to be a little bit more challenging. However, I still think there's going to be jobs for people. 
Um, now, to, to make sure that you, you're going to be one of the people that are picked for, for a job, um, you know, I'll be starting to use this time just now to kind of refine your portfolio, make sure that's kind of the best it can be in, the best, um, the best format it can be in. Um, you know, I always say with people when they're pulling together uh, portfolios, just make sure all the best bits are in there. If, you, if there's anything that you think's not quite up to scratch, just take it out. It's better to have a short portfolio that's really solid than a big one that's kind of mediocre. Um, I, I would start to try and kind of find your voice online. And I know that's a, bit, that's a bit hard. It's not the easiest thing for everyone, especially if you're, you know, slightly scared of that. But if you, you know, if you can kind of um, find your your way of how to do that. Now, some people some people prefer written words, so they're comfortable writing blogs. Some people can do videos. Some people can record podcasts. But I think if you can show, if you're looking for a job, if you can show any sort of future employer that you're really passionate about what you do, that you're going to have a better opportunity than someone who's not done that. So, you know, if you imagine in any agency like, you know, Lewis and, and my, my agencies, um, Made Brave and Campfire, we get hundreds of CVs in every single month. Um, and, you know, I suppose the ones that stand out are the ones that we can see clearly just have a passion and would be doing these things, um, whether they had a job or not. So if you can show people that, then you know, much higher um, chance of getting a job. Also make sure any emails you send, um, or spell check. I am terrible at spelling. I'm like one of the world's worst spellers. Um, I'm really bad at it. So I know that's one of my weaknesses. So I'll check everything. But just, you know, remember, put into them uh, into your mind that the, the person that's going to hire you will be thinking that they've got to get you to send emails to their clients, you know, that next day or whenever, whenever you begin. Um, so hopefully, hopefully that's some kind of practical tips. Lewis, have you got any? Um, yeah, I spoke to some students recently and they had asked the same design students. I think to offer some comfort, um, you know, the, when the world faces challenges, you need solutions and the people perfectly placed to offer them are people with creative minds or strategic minds. Um, so for a design student graduating, I think it's probably quite an exciting time because, um, you know, the designers and the, the creatives and the strategists were the first people we went to when we, when coronavirus was approaching and we were looking to kind of reinvent what we were offering and how, we, how to do it. Um, and just generally, you know, traditionally you, you graduate design and you have like a, a few limited career options. One of them is advertising. I think the fact that the world's got added complexity at the moment and, you know, in the future just means that you've got more options um, and, you know, where to apply yourself and what you work in, you know. So that's my advice. Good time to be a designer. Cool. All right. Um, so this next one is from Alan. Uh, and Alan wants to know if you went to university, Kate. This, this is my naughty husband. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Asking a question from the next room. Um, and he knows very well I didn't go to university and he thinks I've got a chip on my shoulder about it. I don't. I don't. I used to. But actually, it's quite an interesting um, question, funnily enough, because I think when I first joined the advertising industry you couldn't get into an advertising agency never mind if you didn't have a degree if you hadn't been to Oxford or Cambridge I think it's a completely different world now and I think I'm not saying don't go and get a degree because I think degrees are still extremely valuable but what I would say is um, if that isn't you and you're not an academic you can st still do really well in the industry and I think it is one of the, those industries where Real talent shines through. It doesn't matter where it comes from, and it can come in different in different uh, different forms. Um, and I think hard work gets rewarded as well. Um, as I've said before, that doesn't mean you can't have fun. But I think you know talent is there, and it doesn't necessarily have to come from the university. Thank you, Alan. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I'd reiterate that. I think, you know, I, I don't remember the last time really that I looked at a CV and I looked at what course someone had, had done. It's, you know, I'm more, we're more looking for, does a person have the right values, the right attitude, the, the right passion? Um, and, you know, and, 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 and can they back that up with the skill set that, you know, whether it's been learned at home or learned at university doesn't really matter. I mean, it won't be the same for every place, but, you know, certainly um, for us, it's, it's these things that we're looking at rather than... Um, rather than the degree that you have. Cool. What about, did you go to school, Lewis? Did you go to university? Uh, no, I didn't finish uni. Um, barely started uni. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, definitely when I'm looking to people, with, uh, to people to collaborate with and work with and stuff, I wouldn't really factor into my choice, to be honest. It's much more about passion and personality and the quality of the work and stuff and, and come from anywhere. Right. Well, starting university is more than I did, so. <laughs> it's a good club then. Yeah. <laughs> we're, the, we're the dropout club. I think I, I managed one year at university and then. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, we got one more question uh, from Ruby. Um, so she's asking, do you have any advice for someone from the professional services sector hoping for a career change into the creative industry uh, after this whole coronavirus thing is over? Uh, I am in. I am specialized in intellectual property. Pro, uh, sorry, property consultancy. Say, an IP background isn't a bad thing to have if you're about to begin creating things. So, <laughs> probably quite a good, you know, relevant, useful start. Yeah, it seems um, like kind of a, a nice lead-in, doesn't it? Um, I suppose it. You know, to to me, it would just be deciding maybe you know, which, which portion of the creative industry you want to get into. Um, and then kind of like Andrew was saying, you know, can, can you start creating whatever that content is and just demonstrating that you know how to do it and you know how to do it well. Um, and then getting that into a portfolio and just have that ready to show someone. Um, I don't know. Yeah. 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 I, IP is so important in the creative industries and, you know, we've, uh, you know, we, we constantly come up with challenges for IP. And so that kind of knowledge is, is, is probably very valuable. Um, so, you know, whether you're starting your own thing, um, I definitely think there's a, you know, a lot of, um, there'll be a lot of work out there for, you know, someone that wants to do IP work in the creative industry or whether you want to work for an agency or another company. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's a very, very valuable skill set. So I think if you can transition over, there's, 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 there's definitely going to be lots of opportunity for you. Cool. All right. Uh, and then we got one more here from Shona. Uh, Shona's saying, hello, I'm currently an employee who has been put on furlough. As much as I understand, this is to help protect our jobs. But any, any tips for anxiety around this uh, and tips to stay motivated? I'm currently pushing myself to do work on, the, on side projects, um, looking for different challenges. Uh, but any tips to keep motivated when you have no normal work at the moment? It's a good question. Yeah, it's a very difficult it's a very difficult one i'm i'm fortunate that i'm still very busy with my nabs in my nabs role but with my other hat on my recruitment role that's completely that's completely dried up but what i'm spending my time doing is making sure that my relationship with my client with my regular clients is good i'm keeping in touch with all um, candidates who i've worked with in the past to make sure they're happy um, keeping in touch with people who might want to move at some point in the future, just trying to keep those conversations going. Um, so I think 
um, that's probably something that you could do as well um, is just keep talking to the people that you would want to talk to when you go back to work keep those relationships going this business is so much about communication it's so much about relationships and I think if you have those conversations you will find I was saying this to Andrew earlier that a lot of people are in the same boat and that can make you feel not happier but more at ease because you're really not on your own in this situation although I do appreciate what a difficult situation you are finding yourself in and I would say please phone NABS please really do phone NABS there may even be something you can do to help NABS in the meantime I don't know whereabouts you're based um, but if you wanted to if you wanted to contact me and have a more specific conversation about that I'd be more than happy to talk to you um, you, you will have all my contact details I'm sure via this somehow um, so please don't don't hesitate to get in touch with me direct or of course call the advice line because either um, one of those those wonderful people on the team at NAVS can probably support you in this but I'd be quite happy to try and signpost you to the right place as well yeah I'd, I'd say like in terms of just like some advice for doing side projects and then you know kind of like self-initiated learning um, I've been trying to teach myself a few things and I found it quite useful at doing it with friends. So there's like some kind of accountability around it. So if you can find somebody to do things with and you can kind of like make almost like false deadlines or hand-ins, that's kind of useful. Um, but even, you know, like um, something like volunteering with NABS, it kind of, you know, there might be a project that you'd imagine doing that you could kind of suddenly do for, for NABS, you know, and it kind of gives again, like some kind of accountability and it means you're not your own client as well. So that's quite difficult, I suppose, to motivate yourself. Yeah, and, and, and I think just to, to add maybe another point is that try not think of this, uh, the, the furlough um, thing as a, as, as a negative. Um, you know, we, we've, we've had to um, have some of our team members um, um, join the, the job retention scheme, and that's what it's called. You remember that? It's a, it's, a, it's a tool that companies are using to actually retain jobs, not to, it's not to be a negative, it's to, it's, it's, to, it's to help businesses survive through this time so that when you come out the other side that you're going to thrive. So, you know, generally what we've said to our team is that it's a team game and some of us are going to have to go home and do no work and some of us are going to do work but we're all doing our part for the to, to support the business uh, through this time so just remember if you you know if you're feeling like you're not doing anything and you've got other people in your business working well well you're actually doing something really valuable right now um, by, by helping and by by having um, you know accepted to, to, to do that so um, yeah no I, I get also that you know it's figuring out how to motivate yourself but I think like Lewis said uh, to back his point up is find someone that you can bring a benefit find a charity that needs extra support like nabs are always looking for support to get their message out can you create something can you do something for them um you know what i've said to people is that that'll build a relationship and and you never know where that takes you in, in the future so um yeah cool uh and then we got another one this came in they're coming in one at a, one at a time um so this one's from robin uh and robin says hello my question is for andrew uh, lately, I've been finding more enjoyment through strategy-based creative work, for example, business and brand concept and campaign ideas. I'm feeling more energy through idea generation along with creative copywriting, more so than artworking and designing. Uh, but I'm unsure how to represent this type of written and idea-based creativity through my portfolio. Do you have any advice? 
Um, so, so I suppose the question is to kind of how, how do I um, represent sort of more strategy-based creative work in a, in a portfolio? Well, I, th I think when you're doing that, I think it's, um, you know, rather than, you know, often when you see a designer's art um, portfolio, it can just be pieces of design with no context. So I think, you know, if you're trying to show a, an understanding for strategy and what you did is, is to give as much context. So it's to, you know, to, so what was the what was the business challenge or the brief that, that you had to address? How did you then address that? Uh, how did you, you know, how did you bring it to life? And then what was the impact of that? And I think if you can show those things, then you're showing strategic thinking. You're showing that you're, you're not just creating for creating's sake. And I think, you know, strategic thinking thinking is all about doing something with with an end goal in mind so i think just making that very clear um but you know lewis might have something else to add on that as well i was just thinking that it sounds like uh shona and robin need to kind of get together and help each other out with giving each other some briefs the, the previous one kind of yeah was saying that they needed some motivation and direction almost so yeah i don't know um point <laughs> i mean that's generally would be my advice if you're if you're trying to show the strategy it does help it doesn't always have to be visualized but it does help if you can show an outcome and you know that might make make sense to kind of work with somebody who does that and you know showcase stuff together um yeah cool oh uh well i think that's our last question going once going twice i think that's it anyone for any more is that is that us that's it. Oh, wait. Oh. oh, there's one from Alistair. Uh, hi, Kate. Do NABs run online training as we're encouraging furloughed employees to participate in training? This could be a good way to raise awareness around what you do, but also help people just now. Yeah, we do. Um, uh, I, think, I think I mentioned the masterclasses. So um, we don't really call it training, but it is, I guess. Um, so masterclasses in building resilience to pressure, building confidence, and gravitas, stuff like that, that you can do to really help yourself um, when you do go back to work to, as I say, improve your resilience and your confidence, lots and lots of different things like that. And the coaching as well, I think, um, as an individual, I think you might find that quite useful as well. It's, it costs you nothing. Um, they're professional, they understand the industry, but your time in, you can get, um, I, think, I think it's three one hour slots, which is quite a lot. Um, and hugely valuable. Um, so yeah, there's all of that and more. Do, as I say, go onto the website because there's a, there's a huge list of stuff that you can access online now, including NAB's talks as well, which are all really inspiring. And um, please, please do go, go off and, and, and have, a, have a bounce around the website and, and see what we've got um, that appeals to you. And the other thing I would say as well, um, in fact, to everybody is, um, we're always open to ideas. Um, yeah, we've got a really good big team of people, but we're running around doing stuff all the time. And a lot of the time we don't have time to think. Um, and sometimes we need a fresh pair of eyes to look at the way that we're doing things. So Alistair, if you want, if you want to have a think about what you think we could also be doing alongside the stuff that we're already doing at NABS that you think you could benefit from or your colleagues could benefit from, then please send your ideas through to me because um, we love new ideas and we love people's thoughts who are, you know, people who are working in the industry at the moment um, with, with a little bit more time on their hands that, that to be creative and come up with some really good new ideas and new ways of thinking and new ways of looking at things. I hope that's helpful. Great. 
Okay, well, I think we'll uh, wrap up on there. So, Kate, thanks very much for having us today. And thanks, everyone, to attending. Um, if you have been listening to this podcast, you can watch the full version on YouTube. So we'll be putting it on YouTube afterwards. Um, we publish a new episode on the last Monday, generally of every uh, every month. Uh, this one has been a little bit late. We apologize for that. But um, obviously, with all the challenges we've all been facing, um, it just took a little bit longer to get to. Um, so if you want to support the podcast generally, please write, uh, write a review and rate us. Uh, help us get the word out. Um, if you want to ask any questions to Lewis and myself just in general, you can find us on uh, social on pretty much most of the platforms. Don't be scared to reach out. If you also know any guests that you would like us to feature on the upcoming shows, um, just drop us a message, let us know. Um, and as I say, there's uh, 12, 12 uh, episodes already, Keenan, that you can go back and watch if you've not watched yep. any of those. Um, you'll find them on YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or um, where you listen to your podcasts. Thanks everyone again for attending and we'll see you next time.